As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everyday MBA, interviews with best-selling authors, innovative thought leaders, and top-shelf executives, all sharing their best techniques and tips that you don't learn in business school. I'm your host, Kevin Crane, and I'm so pleased that you're listening. And welcome to the program. As you can hear, I'm coming to you on the road from an undisclosed location, no longer in the Everyday MBA studios today, but so pleased to welcome Dr. Timothy Tobin to the program today. Tim is Vice President of Franchisee Onboarding and Learning at Choice Hotels International. He has a PhD in Adult Education and Human Resource Development from George Washington University, and he's a leadership coach and fitness expert. What does physical fitness have to do with leadership? Well, leadership and fitness are both journeys of self-discovery. Both require self-awareness, passion, and commitment. How can you apply these principles to your own leadership journey? Well, find out in my interview with Tim Tobin in just a moment. But first, a reminder, if you like what we do here at Everyday MBA, you should subscribe. That way, you'll never miss an episode. It's easy to find us everywhere fine podcasts are found. Or just go to everyday-mba.com. Check out the bookstore. Listen to the interview archive and subscribe. It's all there at everyday-mba.com. And would you like to be a guest on the show? It could happen when you join our Knowledge Leadership Circle. Find out more at everyday-mba.com slash guest. Now, on to the interview. Timothy Tobin, welcome to Everyday MBA. You are a leadership coach and a fitness expert. And you say that leaders today can build success by exploring the intersection of physical and leadership fitness. What do you mean by that? Thanks, Kevin. Uh, th there's some really strong connections between what it means to be physically fit and leadership fit. If you think about it, both are really journeys into self-discovery. They both require commitment, passion, really strong self-awareness as well. Uh, to be at your best, you rely on a team. And both involve setting near-term and long-term goals and having a game plan in order to uh, achieve your success. And, and candidly, neither can be neglected if you want results. So if you think about it, um, like personal fitness, leadership development does not uh, need to be overly costly or time-consuming. And you can build in the activities into your everyday activities. Now, Tim, you talk about four fitness principles You never know what you're capable of until you take that first step. You must put in the effort, learn more about yourself when times are tough. What you consume matters. So tell me about those principles. How do these principles apply to leadership? 
So I've spent the majority of my career in learning and leadership development. So I've paid attention to the environment and tried to learn as much as I could from not only my experience, but the experience of other leaders. And parallel to that, I've also competed in triathlons and marathons. And the most common questions I get from friends or people I meet are, how do, these, how do you do these endurance events and, and why do you do these endurance events? So I was reflecting on what it takes to be, be able not only to complete these events, but um, what is the parallel between the two? And really what it does is it comes down to a few core principles. And, and number one, at some point in our leadership journey, we've got to take a leap of faith, right? We've got to take on something bigger than we thought was possible, whether it's becoming a leader for the very first time or it's taking on additional responsibilities. And really because of the complexities associated with leadership, you're going to see challenges present themselves in a, in a myriad of different ways and, and pretty often, maybe weekly, daily for some people. And when they do, you've got to be able to have a what I call a bring it on mentality. You've got to embrace those, those challenges. And so that's about taking the first step. And then when it comes into putting in the effort, the bottom line is that preparation matters. You can't just show up and expect great results. Those results have got to be earned. And, and what I found is there's, there's really no shortcuts. And I talk about the importance of moving from, say, a transactional check-the-box type of leadership development activities to more transformational ones. And those are the ones that you can incorporate into your regular routine that, um, that maybe are sustainable and, and that make a real difference. Uh, a couple other principles, I'll just touch on them real quickly, is what you consume matters. I learned this much later in my, uh, my leadership journey as well as my fitness, physical fitness journey as well. And, and we have to ask ourselves, are we starving ourselves of leadership development or do we have a steady and balanced diet? And you've got to be willing to step out of your comfort zone on a regular basis in both physical and leadership fitness if you want to see results. So um, for, I'll give you an example. If, if you're a task-focused leader, heads down, maybe your door's closed to get projects done because you're just busy, we're all busy now, you've got to challenge yourself to walk around. You've got to get out of that comfort zone of, of heads down um, and, and make those connections with your team. Uh, learn about them, learn about what's important to them, and so forth. And then the final one, the final principle is that you really do learn more about yourself when times are tough. Uh, when, when everything's running smoothly, leadership is actually, some might say it's easy. Um, I don't know if everyone would say that, but certainly when, when things are running smoothly, it's much easier. And when you're tested with some adversity, whether it's an organizational or a staffing challenge, how do you respond? This is going to speak a lot to your leadership mindset. What is the proper mindset that leaders should have today? So there, there's been a heightened focus on mindset in recent years. Uh, Carol Dweck talks about fixed versus growth mindset. How do we fundamentally respond to challenges? How do we view learning, success, effort? Uh, because of the complexities of organizations and the environments that leaders are operating in, there's really greater uncertainty than ever. Um, that's not hyperbole. I think that's reality. There's a leadership mindset, and some of the characteristics are um, a belief and willingness to take on the challenging tasks. You, you, it requires commitment, effort, resilience. You've got to be able to focus on continuous improvement, not just your own continuous improvement, but that of your teams as well. 
And I mentioned earlier about the importance of operating outside of your comfort zone. In fact, the leadership mindset may suggest seeking opportunities to, to operate outside of your comfort zone. Uh, and, and really, this one's an interesting one, is, is the idea that acceptance, uh, that you do not have to have all the answers. I know that, that can be a challenge for some leaders today, and, and, and an ability and willingness to leverage the expertise in those around you. Sometimes the greatest ideas, in fact, do come from, from those people around you. And, and then finally, I, I would talk about the leadership mindset as a willingness to accept mistakes. Now, I, I was careful as I thought about that because um, I, I really want to avoid the word failure. I know some people say you've got to embrace failure or accept failure, and, and not everybody's willing to do that and because failure, we're not, we're not really brought up to accept failure, but it's, it's learning from mistakes. What would we do differently? Um, how would we handle something now that we've seen, uh, you know, a, a particular path? Are we willing to say, hey, I, maybe next time I would do it a little bit differently? What are the lessons I've learned along the way? And, and not only for yourself, but being accepting of that of other people and say, it, it's not so much that you made a mistake as what did you learn that you would do differently next time? And of course, whenever I say that, I have to caveat it by saying um, that there are certainly some mistakes, repeated mistakes, careless mistakes. That's a different conversation, but it's when it's about trial and error um, and moving, uh, moving the needle forward. That's really what, in my mind, all those elements uh, make up a leadership mindset. So it's all about motivation and mindset. And I know it can be really hard to keep up your motivation when working out. I have that challenge. And I know as a leader, there have been times when I've had a challenge in keeping my motivation high as a leader as well, especially during times of challenges and stress. So how do leaders keep up their motivation during those difficult times? Well, there, there's a few things I'd like to offer up for uh, any of us keeping them looking to keep our motivation up. Number one, whenever you're going to tackle any kind of task, uh, you've got to start with self-awareness. You've got to know what you're capable of, what you're interested in, what's going to drive you, what is going to motivate you. And that might be a little bit different for everybody. So it's not a one size fits all. Uh, and then from that, you've got to remember that motivation comes from within. Uh, and so I encourage leaders to, to answer a pretty critical question, and, and you can it may change as they evolve as leaders, is, is why are you a leader? What's your purpose as a leader? Because ultimately the answer to that question will drive you to want to get better. Um, if, if, you, if you say that it's for glory or for the ego or for, you know, for a better parking space, that's not going to get you to be a better leader. But if you talk about it, in a very um, much more altruistic, almost a servant leadership approach, uh, you're going to see much more commitment, um, engagement from those you lead, and, and ultimately not only your own performance, but, but the performance of your team starts to get enhanced. Uh, the other way I like to think about this motivation challenge is that leadership is not an individual sport. It's a team sport. Early in my leadership career, I, I thought I had to have all the answers. Uh, and then it wasn't until, gosh, not that many years ago, it occurred to me that a couple things. A, that's not possible to have all the answers. And, and B, I'm, I'm surrounded by a lot of really smart people 
who have a lot of great ideas. So it's my role as a leader, and these are leaders I've, I've coached as well, to understand the ideas, to make decisions upon the available information. And ultimately, that leads to what, what I like to think is the four most important words in leadership. And those words are, what do you think? Being able to go out and ask your colleagues, your, your team, what do you think? You're on the front lines of this challenge. How would you handle this? And, and knowing that you're going to take that information and make a, a decision. Uh, and then a, a couple other points about motivation that I, that I hope is helpful is we recognize that leadership is, is complex and you don't really need to go it alone. The more ambitious the activity, and let's call leadership the activity, um, the more support you're going to need. So I recommend finding a training partner or two, a colleague, a boss, maybe it's a friend or a mentor. Um, and, and what you need in this training partner are a couple key ingredients to your development. Number one is you need feedback. Number two, you need to share your goals. Share that with your training partner. I call that, you know, kind of a, using that metaphor of training partner. Because by sharing your goals, you're going to create a level of accountability. And it also opens the door for support. Hey, I've got some ideas. I can help you with that as well. And establish some periodic check-ins back to that accountability. Um, and, and I always say this, you know, accepting help and seeking support is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of wisdom. You know, you're not alone. You're not by yourself. And then the final piece to the motivation puzzle when it comes to being really practical and tangible about your development as a leader do something you enjoy. Let me pull it back to fitness for just a second. And, and as a fitness example, if you don't enjoy running, I know a lot of people that they're just like, I don't know how you do it. I, that would drive me crazy. Well, don't commit to running three times a week because you're going to get frustrated and you're going to give up. And that's not, that's not the, the point of this. The point is sustainment. How do you do something that you enjoy that still challenges you, um, that, that still contributes to your fitness? So leadership pull it back to that for a minute. Um, if, if you're one that multitasks while you're on a webinar, maybe don't sign up for, for a bunch of leadership webinars because you're not going to get a bunch out of that. Or if, if mentoring is not your thing, um, don't seek that out as a primary way to develop yourself because you're, you're going to give up on that much quicker. So find those activities that both you enjoy and that challenge you. Uh, and, and then the caveat to that, and I'll, I'll finish on this point, is that I'm not saying you shouldn't try new things. I'm not saying you shouldn't incorporate multiple activities to develop yourself. What I'm suggesting is um, a couple things. Number one is you should find activities that you can do on a regular and routine basis that you can incorporate into your development uh, and not just make it a one and done, check the box activity. Oh my gosh, I did it. You know, I, did, I attended a class or I did this. This should be ongoing. If you want to be fit, you need to stay on top of your game throughout the year. Do you want to be a guest on Everyday MBA? Well, it could happen. Join our alumni of best-selling authors and top chef executives in an interview of your own. Are you an author, a thought leader, an entrepreneur, or a consultant? Be a guest. Talk about your ideas, why they're important, and what your recommendations are for our listeners. Find out more at everyday-mba.com slash guest. That's everyday-mba.com slash guest. You're listening to Everyday MBA. 
Our guest today is Tim Tobin. His book is Peak Leadership Fitness, Elevating Your Leadership Game. You can get your copy at the Everyday MBA Bookstore at everyday-mba.com slash bookstore. Now, Tim, the principles in your book are all grounded in learning and development and leadership research. Can you tell us a little bit more about the research and the principles behind your approach? Yeah, absolutely. You're right about that. I wanted to ground the book in adult learning and leadership theory uh, and some timeless principles that I've picked up throughout my own experience, whether it be uh, you know my academic experience earlier in my career and then my professional experience, uh, as well as what I've learned from other leaders uh, along my own journey. And a couple examples are, um, I, I mentioned this earlier, learning and development has got to begin with self self-awareness. And so that's kind of both principle and fundamental to adult learning theory. Um, and and not to to go too far back in time, but I really wanted this to um, to resonate uh, over not be faddish, not be the latest uh, you know idea. So I, I thought back to even the mid 1900s. Kurt Lewin had a theory that basically said adults learn best by doing. And if I were to to sum up my approach in in a real simple few words, that would probably be it. Is you know, how do we continue to learn, um, not only as adults, but, but specifically as leaders? Um, and, and there's some ways that I talk about throughout the book, building a solid foundation, but then putting that foundation into practice. I talk about things like self-directed learning. Uh, once you start getting your leadership um, as it evolves, you will continue to need to take your own actions and, and identify the types of learning activities, your goals, et cetera, uh, and pursue them in the, independently. A couple others, um, I, I reference action learning. Uh, the original work back at uh, Reg Rebens, and then even more recently, the work of Mike Marquardt, and how can that contribute to our learning and, and continued growth as leaders? And it has to do with... Um, an, an action reflection cycle. We're going we're gonna to learn something. We're going to do something. We're going to gain some feedback about that activity in some way. Uh, and then we're going to try it again. Um, throughout the book, <clears throat> I reference the importance of mindfulness. Um, you know, that's a key ingredient in, in the learning and development and growth process. It's, we're so busy now, we don't often take time to pause and reflect because we're on to that next activity. Um, whether it's a work project or initiative or a meeting, um, or even if it's in your own development, you do the the activity and then you're you're on to the next one. But if we can find the time to say, well, how does this make sense? How does this align with how I view things? You know, my own point of view. Uh, how does this fit into that? That's where the reflection piece comes in, and and I talk about it in terms of um, uh, this idea of training. Practice, feedback, as I mentioned. Um, you need to be able to understand the, not the business that you're in, what it means to be a great leader, uh, opportunities to, to put things into practice, um, and then that's how, that's how it helps you calibrate what you're going, you know, how you view um, this new information. And then a couple other points. I, I do, I, I really wanted to, to lean on the theory, but I think, um, you won't you won't see it uh, very explicit. Uh, what I wanted to do is make sure that I was keeping my own 
experience and the experience of the leaders that I talk to and work with um, in check relative to the theory. So what I, what I really want to do is, is make um, the book and the principles that I put forth in the book as practical as possible. So there's really an applied, uh, I'd almost call it an applied research aspect where I can leverage the experience of all these leaders, tie it into these principles and, and then serve that up to the audience that's interested in that. Well, you mentioned a practical approach and your book has a number of sample leadership fitness plans, templates, and tip sheets. How will readers use these resources to craft their own approach to leadership fitness? I hope what this becomes is um, I like to use the phrase mass customization. In other words, I, I, what I try to do is give a number of resources, uh, vignettes, examples, tips, and, and because I don't know where any given reader is in their own journey at any time. So I, I maybe cast a bit of a wider net so that they can then go in and, and pick what's most relevant for them or modify it or adapt it. So um, much like people would go to a gym and some would, would hire a trainer if they wanted great results, that's really what I'm trying to do is, is through this book and, and principles is give people the opportunity to customize their own development based on what they need, not, not a prescription on what I think they need. Um, and what I would say about that is, you know, inherently most people understand the value um, of leading a fit lifestyle, right? They get it conceptually. Like, yeah, I should, I should do that. Um, we know that it makes a difference. There's tons of research about being fit. Um, and we might even have the best of intentions to initiate some actions around that. But this is about setting goals and sticking with them. It's not about checking a box. It's not even about having good intentions. It's about taking action. Um, and, and now I'm going to transition back to the leadership. I mentioned earlier that motivation has to come from within, but I, I hope my, my book first and foremost provides a catalyst for action. I want people to see why it's important to focus on their development and then secondarily how and where they can get started. We, we operate, it's a very crowded leadership landscape and it's very difficult to make sense of all the different possibilities that are out there. So I, I provide some, some tools and resources to help make more informed decisions. And, and actually, I'm okay if somebody reads some of my work and says, well, you know, I, I think this particular resource might have a greater impact for me. Tim, Tim says it's not as impactful. I'm actually okay if people disagree. It, it, it's meant to be that catalyst that says, um, well, how does this work for you? And, and really through the vignettes, I, I hope people uh, can really learn from how others have approached leadership and some of the results that they've gotten. Not every, every vignette I include, they're, they're really short, uh, but not, not every single one of them has what I would call a happy ending. <laughs> you, you'd read it and say, oh, well, geez, that worked out perfectly. It's, you know, many of them say, oh, I wish I would have done something a little bit differently. So I think we can, we can learn from other people's paths and hopefully you can identify ourselves within um, some of those, those vignettes as well. Uh, and, and so just as with physical fitness, you, you we hear this expression, uh, you're advised to not start a fitness routine without consulting with your physician first. 
you need a similar starting point for leadership. And what I want to be able to do is um, make sure people have an understanding of where they can start. And and for me, and just a, an example here is I talk about it in terms of taking your leadership pulse. You've got to have strong self-awareness. Otherwise, you don't know what to work on. So that's that's going to become critical is know where to start. Uh, and then obviously you want to build your goals from there. And the same goes for leadership is, is you want to know what it is that you need to work on. Um, and I, again, I think inherently we know that. I hope there's a lot of heads nodding in your audience saying, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But, but how can we take that first step? How can we say, okay, I'm going to do something about that? Because this is why that's important. Are you an entrepreneur, a business owner, or a startup and need to craft and communicate a better message? Or maybe you're a C-suite leader, a business professional, or an independent consultant, and you need to boost your profile as a knowledge leader. I can help. I'm a writer, editor, communications consultant, and podcast producer, and I'd be pleased to explore how I can make a difference. Just go to cranegroup.com, that's C-R-A-I-N-E, cranegroup.com, to find out more about me and my services. C-R-A-I-N-E, cranegroup.com. I'm easy to find. Let's talk soon. Tim, we have reached the action item round of the show. So I'm wondering if you could please provide three quick action items that our listeners can do to begin to take advantage of the ideas and advice in your book. Absolutely. I'm going to be really specific here. Number one, if you're a leader, go take a 360 assessment. If you have not done that in the last, I'd say, 18 months, 12 to 18 months, maybe. Someone once told me that a 360 is subjective, and I thought about that for a while. And leadership by itself is subjective. You're only as great of a leader as people view you. Obviously, there's some performance and and results that are expected, but that makes a huge difference. So take a 360. Number two, build, you've got to build a plan based upon the feedback you receive. This is fundamental leadership development. Uh, I hope you know, no one out there is listening saying, whoa, I, I never knew this, but, but you've got to be really specific. What are the three activities you're going to work on? Um, and, and make the plan diverse as far as the activities that you pursue. And the third one, um, you, you've got to take action. Commit to doing something for your personal improvement on a regular basis. What I say is you should be doing something for your leadership development at least weekly. Most people I've said that to say I do t- maybe two things a year. <laughs> I said, no, we need a steady diet of activities. So you've got to do activities. And these can be podcasts. It could be reading a book, learning about your competitors. So this does not have to be, you know, attending a multi-day class, which, you know, again, not everybody can do that. And so I get why that would only be once a year. Um, but find activities that you're you're learning and growing and understanding the business and elevating your leadership at least on a weekly basis. That's Timothy Tobin. His book is Peak Leadership Fitness, Elevating Your Leadership Game. Get your copy at the Everyday MBA Bookstore at everyday-mba.com slash bookstore. Tim, thank you so much for being our guest today on Everyday MBA. Oh, great to be here, Kevin. Thanks for having me. That'll do it for this episode of Everyday NBA. And do you want to be a guest on the show? It could happen. Join our Knowledge Leadership Circle and be featured in an interview of your own. Be a guest. Just go to everyday-mba.com slash guest 
for more information. That's everyday-mba.com slash guest. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.